It's hard, you know, you try and live in the moment. We've been preaching in our hitters meetings the last couple of weeks is the moments try and turn them into incredible memories. And we've been able to do that the last couple of weeks. So this is a moment and we still got, a, you know, a few games to, to make and turn into incredible memories. So that's what you, you wait on a lot. Everyone's excited we got here. You know, it's been a long time for the Braves organization to get here, but we know we got four more wins to go. And it's pretty easy to balance that when you know what's at the end of the, at the, end of the tunnel. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Oxworth from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Tuesday morning. We'll dive back into the NFL coming up in a little bit here. NBA with our guy Jimmy Patsos, our Odyssey NBA insider. Next hour, lightning bets later, which will include thoughts on game one of the World Series right now. Let's talk to our guest. He's on the Roman guest line. His name is Sean Zarillo. He's from the Action Network. He's been one of our favorite baseball guests all year. And now it's time to preview the 2021 World Series, the Astros and the Braves. Sean, welcome back. And um, not a World Series I think most expected, but but here we are, the Braves. Let's, let's start with the Braves, the underdog in the series. But it's hard to even call them an underdog anymore, the way they've played. Sean, what's been the most surprising thing for you about the Braves and, and how they've gotten to this point? Yeah, I think how much they've hit and how effective their bullpen has been. Their bullpen was a bit of a question mark. I think coming into the playoffs, they're very left-handed heavy, but they've been able to successfully shut down both the Dodgers and the Brewers. So really limited the Brewers offensively in that series. Brewers offense never got going. I believe they, they just hit a couple home runs. And besides that, they were pretty listless. Uh, they, they did a good job shutting down the Dodgers. Obviously, some injuries to Muncie and Turner there and pitching injuries to Scherzer as well. But I gave out the Braves at plus 700 before the playoffs when the NL pennant. Uh, wasn't pretty confident in that bet, to be honest with you, but it ended up cashing and it, it covered some of my Brewers' futures. So definitely an impressive run by this Atlanta team here. I think people are mostly just surprised that they made it this far because they don't have Ronald Acuna Jr. But you look around the other teams that were in the playoffs and everybody except for the Red Sox seemed to be missing at least one star. So kind of just have to disregard that that optical factor of this team is missing their best players. They don't have a chance. It, it doesn't seem to matter come playoff time because this is still very much the heaviest team sport. All right. Glad to hear that you hit that 9-1, to Sean. And uh, before the season started, you were on this show talking up the Astros. They were in that 22-25-1 to to one range. Uh, so that was a terrific call. What about uh, the Atlanta World Series odds? If you uh, waited in season and then you saw they added some pieces around the deadline early August, you could have found Atlanta at 50-1. to one. Did you ever do anything with them? Didn't do anything with them in the middle of the season. Frankly, uh, they were the one team in the NL East. Maybe the Marlins did as well, but they were, it was just the Marlins and the Braves who had had a positive run differential at one point in the NL East, and they were sitting, I believe, third and fifth or third and fourth. And I looked at Atlanta and just kind of disregarded them because of the, the Ronald Acuna Jr. thing, like I was just mm-hmm. talking about. You know, I, I wrote them off. I said it's the Phillies or the Mets, and I like the odds on the Phillies. And, of course, Atlanta went storming away and, and revamped their outfield. So I, I grabbed them at plus 255 before game six of the, the NLCS. Uh, so that'll cover my Houston tickets. If they do end up winning, I'll break even otherwise. Um, so I, I do have a small small future play on Atlanta. But heading into the series specifically, I made Houston 55%, Atlanta 45%. So make the line about minus 122 implied. So I don't necessarily see actionable value on either side series money line, but I'd say Atlanta is starting to move closer to a value range would probably need plus 133 or better though, in order to dive in. 
Sean, do the Astros have enough starting pitching to win another seven-game series? Their starters combined for six and two-thirds innings the first four games of the ALCS. Uh, obviously better in the second part of that series with Framber Valdez and Luis Garcia, but no McCullers again. Can they do it again? I mean, basically, they, they asked their relievers to cover a ton of that series against the Red Sox. It worked. Um, do you think the McCullers injury bites them now, or do you think they can get through and, and win four out of seven here? Yeah, I think they can get through. If McCullers was still pitching, I probably would have made Houston closer to 58% in the series as opposed to 55%, so 3% downgrade. Um, as long as they can split the matchups where Fromber Valdez and Luis Garcia are pitching, if they can go 2-2 two and two in those games, I think they'll be fine. If they go 1-3, and three, I think they're going to be in trouble. Um, those guys both had kind of tweaks in terms of the approaches in their most recent start against Boston. They were very breaking ball heavy early in the series. They went very fastball heavy late in the series. That was an adjustment that Martin Maldonado and the pitching coach on the team made. And it ended up being very effective. Boston was just swinging through fastballs in the zone. Luis Garcia made some mechanical tweaks. He was throwing harder than he had been all year. He hit 97 four times. In that last start, he hadn't done that all season. I believe he hit 97 once. Um, so they actually looked fantastic in their last start because they were coming off of the starts that they had early in the series, but still managed to win those games, I would probably be pretty concerned. But they both look very sharp in their last starts, and I'm I'm fairly confident that they can get through this series. Dusty Baker has been great at managing their bullpen. Going back to last year's ALCS when they were down 3-0 to the Rays, he just got very aggressive, pulling relievers in and out and mixing and matching, and managed to get that series all the way to a Game 7, second team to ever force a Game 7 from a 3-0 deficit. So... I really trust what Dusty Baker's doing, his ability to manage these relievers right now. It seems to be very effective. And on the other side with Atlanta, they're just very lefty heavy in the bullpen. And other than Michael Brantley, this entire Houston team absolutely crushes left-handed pitching. They've been the top team or the second-best team against left-handed pitching for four of the past five years. If you look at bringing in these guys like Will Smith, Tyler Masick, you know, they're, they're going to struggle against everybody who's not Michael Brantley because even – Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker hit lefties as well as they do righties. So th this entire Houston Astros lineup from top to bottom, obviously, aside from Martin Maldonado, just crushes left-handed pitching. Uh, Sean, if you didn't have any pending futures and you were looking to get involved before game one, but for the series, would you bet on the, uh, the series odds at Houston minus 150, Atlanta plus 125? Would you look at the series spread, laying or taking a game and a half? Would you look at games played or uh, anything else that would interest you? Yeah, I have a, a full column up on ActionNetwork.com where I went through each of these prop markets, put out my projection on them, and gave you what I think are, are the best bets. So the, the two that I, or three, I should say, I came up with value on were Braves in seven. I made that 15%, so about plus 567. There's some plus 600 out there. Some books that plus 550. But Braves in seven plus 600, I think, is worth a stab. Uh, Braves plus one and a half games is probably my favorite bet of the props. Made that 62% to minus 163, so I think you can lay that up to minus 155. So Braves, either to win the series or lose in seven games, plus one and a half games on the series spread, I think is a solid bet. The plus two and a half also shows some value, but you'd be laying a ton of juice there to play that. That's getting yeah. it about minus 370. So slight value on the plus two and a half. Don't really want to get involved. Would definitely look at the plus one and a half if I didn't already have action on the series. Sean Zerrill, the Action Network, joining us here. BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Sean, let's talk about tonight's game, in particular, game one of the series. Charlie Morton on the mound for the We know he's been in these kind of spots a lot. 
specifically with the Houston Astros. And then uh, Framber Valdez on the other side. You mentioned the Astros have to split his starts. I, I thought he was phenomenal. Um, you know, that last game at Fenway Park going eight innings, which just seems, you know, like we're I'm watching pitching from a, a different era, watching a, a starter go eight innings like he did against the Red Sox his last outing. What's your projection for tonight and how you see these two pitchers matching up against these opposing offenses? Yeah, I love Romber Valdez. One of my favorite pitchers of baseball. Guy has a 70% ground ball rate. It's about 10% higher than any other pitcher in the game, which is why he's able to go so deep into games because he gets quick outs and he keeps the ball on the ground and gets a lot of double plays. So no value on the game one projection for me. I uh, made it minus 124 for Houston for the first five, minus 119 for the full game. First five total, 4.3. Full game total, 8.3. So I've been I've been waiting for something to move. The odds haven't really adjusted since open. I doubt that anything comes into range. If anything, I'm expecting Atlanta plus 129 on the full game money line to be the one target that might come into range. That, that would be what I would watch. I am on a bunch of props, though, in this game. Um, Valdez over three and a half strikeouts, minus 160. The Astros have, or the, the Braves have really struggled against left-handed pitching this season, uh, ranked 21st after the trade deadline. It's been a problem for them all year. Uh, so I think this is a pretty good matchup for Fromber. If this was a regular season game, I would put him at about 5.6 to 5.8 strikeouts. So I think there's value on the over three and a half, over four. I would probably play that to over five at plus money. Two hitters who I think have really good matchups here. The first being um, Kyle Tucker of the Astros. He's second on the Astros against fastballs this season, first against curveballs, and second against lefties or second against righties in terms of WRC plus on this Astros roster. So over one and a half bases for Tucker plus 130, I think is a solid bet. He's averaged over two bases per game this year. And on the Atlanta side, Adam Duvall over one and a half bases at plus 150. He's averaged 1.7 per season per, per game this season. He's been the best Braves hitter against sinkers, plus five in terms of run value, but he's been twice as good against curveballs as any pitcher in baseball this year. Saw Valdez through in his last start, 66% sinkers, 33% curveballs. So a good matchup for Duvall as well. Historically, he does hit lefties better than he hits righties, but his splits were actually poor against lefties this season. I would disregard that number, look to his career-long split. So Duvall over one-and-a-half bases, Tucker over one-and-a-half bases. I'm also playing Altuve over one-and-a-half bases because he crushes fastballs. And Valdez over three and a half strikeouts. That's how I'm betting game one. Uh, with the Action Network's Sean Zarillo here on BetQL Daily. Sean, what are your favorite looks for World Series MVP? And why is it Eddie Rosario 17 to 1 and Jocktober 32 to 1? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, uh, I I figured that Eddie would have been priced closer to that 25 to 30 to 1 range had he yeah. absolutely got off in the NLCS. I, I can't. You know, I can't talk you off of betting a hot hitter. There are guys who have won both the NLCS and, and World Series MVP or ALCS and World Series MVP in the past. Seager did it last year. So it, it has been done, and guys are able to carry over that hot streak into the World Series. But generally speaking, there is regression with those players. Uh, so there's there's four guys I bet. Two offensive players who I think really stand out in pricing relative to their teammates. Ozzy Albies of the Braves, he's priced way behind guys like Rosario, Riley, Freeman. Um, struggling in the postseason a little bit, but he had a pretty historic season. I think he's the second-best player on that team. Guy posted the youngest player to ever post a 3,100 season to second base this year, 77 extra base hits, 20 steals. He hit second or third in that lineup. Should get plenty of opportunities to rack up counting stats. So Albie is over 20 to 1. I think is a great bet. Yuli Gurriel in the Astros, I get why he's priced so down the board. You know, there's so many guys on that team who hit. 
And he's priced seventh, which is where he hits in the lineup. He's he hits seventh in the order. Led the AL in batting average. Good against both lefties and righties. What I really like, though, is that he puts the ball in play a ton. So he creates action, and he's going to give you a good chance to win that bet just because he's not striking out. The two wild card bets I think I would make, really like Frumber Valdez. I already mentioned him. But he should have a chance to at least pitch three times in the series, potentially games one, four, and seven. We've seen in the past with guys like Madison Bumgarner, when they do pitch three times in one series, and have a chance to win two or three games. They definitely end up in consideration for that award. So Valdez, 20 to 1, is the one pitcher who I'd look at. 43% of World Series MVPs have been pitchers, but the rate has declined recently. Uh, 12 of them, of course, 14 were pitchers. So it's definitely dropped off precipitously since. The wild card shot I like is Jorge Soler, about 35, 40 to 1. He was, DA, or he was hitting first in that Braves lineup in the NLDS against the Brewers. Then he got diagnosed with COVID. But he hit at a 38 home run pace with the Braves after being traded there. He's going to be Atlanta's hitter in the leadoff spot. You're going to want him in the series. Definitely should DH in the AL Park. question is just what the Braves do with him when they get back home to Atlanta. Do they start Jock Peterson over him? So wild card shot based on the playing time. But if Soler is going to be leading off in this series, 40 to 1 is definitely a price you'd want on him. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Sean, big picture. A lot of unders in the NL part of things. You have about 30 seconds here on the answer. Unders, overs hitting the AL early. What kind of series are you expecting? Are we are we going to look at a lot of runs scored, or, or do you think this is more of a pitching series? I think in these games where we get Valdez and Garcia pitching, I would expect more low-scoring, pitching-oriented games than as we get into the back end of these rotations, game three, game four, you know, once you get Noah going against the Astros bullpen, Granky potentially starting. I think that's where the scoring picks up. Great stuff. And you've got you said Braves plus one and a half. Is that your best best bet here? As, as you want to take a full season, a full series. If I was playing the series straight up, I would take Braves one and a half to minus one fifty five, minus one sixty. Great stuff, Sean Zarillo of the Action Network. Sean, we always appreciate you hopping on and giving us your baseball insight. That was all, that was um, our guest, Sean Zarillo of the Action Network on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to getroman.com/slash/beckql now to get fifteen dollars off your first month. That's getroman.com/slash/beckql. The World Series starts tonight. We'll have our full preview, our thoughts yeah. on Game One, on the full series coming up next hour on the other side. We gotta talk some NFL futures here. What's changed? What are we looking at now after week seven in the NFL? Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth. It's BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook on the BetQL Network.